And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a terrific weekend. Hopefully you had a good time with your families watching the Super Bowl last night. Um, I sure did. That was a, It was a pretty good game. I was kind of rooting for the 49ers. I know I picked the 49ers, but heck of a comeback by uh, by Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey, and then all those guys. That was an impressive win by the Chiefs, their first Super Bowl ever, so good for them. I've always been an Andy Reid fan, so uh, yeah, great show today. Uh, I was joined by my good friend Remzo Martinez. Um, we broke down kind of the, the politics around last night's Super Bowl. We talked Iowa, and we had a chat about uh, you know things within our political ideology where we've changed our minds on, things that we've flip-flopped on uh, over the years. And it's always good to kind of look back and, and look at how you've evolved uh, in, in your politics. And there's nothing wrong with changing your mind as long as you have a good reason. So it was, it was a fun show. Uh, before I get to Remzo... I want to say hi to our brand new sponsors over at Man Beard Company. Man Beard Company is a, a brand new beard oil company uh, based out of Castroville, Texas. They've been in business for about a year and a half now. They're a small batch beard oil company with a focus on quality and affordability. They're 100% veteran owned and operated. I've talked a million times on this podcast the importance of supporting veteran owned companies. These guys are outstanding. Uh, Man Beard Company beard oils have the appropriate amount of fatty acids, vitamin E, and vitamin A to keep your beard in great shape. Look, I've had a beard for a long time. I use beard oil. I've used beard oil from a ton of different companies. It's it's not really hard to make a beard oil that uh, that that smells good, right? Like uh, most of these companies do. And Man Beard Company absolutely does. All their scents are fantastic, but they focus on quality. I mean, they have the, the right amount of fatty acids, the vitamins, uh, and, and make sure that it's not greasy. I mean, a lot of lower quality beard oils, you know, they smell good. They, they might feel good, but they, they're real oily. They're real greasy. Not the case here. Um, it, it doesn't just smell great. It feels great. It'll make your beard look way better. Gentlemen, have you not been doing well with the ladies? It's probably because you don't have a beard and you look like shit. Grow a beard, okay? Or maybe your beard just looks terrible, okay? Trust me. Get some beard oil from Man Beard Company. You'll notice the difference immediately, literally. A couple days in, you'll notice the difference. Your beard will look great. It'll feel great. It'll grow better, stronger. Uh, Look, it's just great stuff. Absolutely great stuff. Go to manbeardco.com. That is manbeardco.com. Make sure you use the promo code NOGIMMICKS. Once again, the promo code NOGIMMICKS, one word, NOGIMMICKS, to get a great deal on your order of beard oil. And ladies... Hey, I know you don't have beards, but get some beard oil for your man, your boyfriend, your husband, your dad, your father-in-law, your kids if they have beards. Trust me, they make a great gift. Once again, go to manbeardco.com. Use the promo code NOGIMMICKS. Punch the bear. Tame the beard. Man Beard Company. Check them out immediately. Guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, or Spotify. We're also on Spotify, so check us out over there as well. Please leave us a five-star rating and a good review if you're on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like what you're hearing and want to get involved, check us out over on Patreon, patreon.com slash NoGimmicksPodcast. Without further ado, here's my chat with the great Remzo Martinez. (laughs) 
All right, guys, we're here with Remzo Martinez. Remzo, my brother, how you doing? Man, same bat time, same bat hour, same bat Monday. I'm doing great. Why are you saying Why are you saying that like that? I just saw a commercial with Adam West come on, and it completely it just hijacked my mind. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Makes sense. All right, so let's just uh, – we got Please a lot to cover. Continue. Let's just jump right <laughs> into it. Obviously, the Super Bowl was last night. Kansas City beat San Francisco 31-20. to 20. Uh, but Look – for anybody that missed last Wednesday's episode, please don't go back and listen to it because uh, me and Eric Schaefer made our Super Bowl predictions and we were both just like hilariously wrong. So, you know, to save myself the embarrassment, let's just move on from the actual game. I do want to talk a little bit of like culture regarding the Super Bowl last night, though. Man, oh, man, I'm sure you noticed this right away. This is what jumped out to a lot of people. But the NFL went like full bore patriotism last night and like look i'm a patriotic guy like i love the troops and the military i'm big on veterans issues and and all this stuff and i'd much rather like corporations like the nfl be patriotic than the opposite than be like blatantly unpatriotic or something but it was like over the top like it was was a giant middle finger to the to colin kaepernick and the other folks on the 49ers who kneeled with him so there was a lot full-on fronting last night yeah no, I agree. Like, that's how I took it, too. Like, every ad was patriotic. They have all these, like, you know, military promo packages. And a lot of them, they were very well done. And, like, they were powerful and stuff. But, like, it just felt weird, man. It's I, like, I, okay. I did, like, the intro video where they showed, like, the statue of Pat Tillman. Yeah. that was. Hey, man, I, that, I'm glad that we're all okay finally talking about Pat Tillman. And we're, we've all accepted the fact that it was an actual American soldier that shot him. So I think now since we've moved past that, we can finally talk about him and not feel awkward about it. Like, oh, do you support the troops or not? It's like, yeah, well, you know, Pat Tillman was a patriot and he got killed. Right. So I'm glad that we're actually able to recognize him. Right. No, that was a good one. That was like before the game, I believe. And they had like the the Medal Medal of Honor recipient and stuff. Like it was cool. It was just like... Like you said with Kaepernick, I think they just realized that they turned a lot of people off with the social justice warrior stuff, so they just like decided to pull a complete 180 and just go full blast. Well, yeah, did, did they blast. lose like two-thirds of their audience? They lost like 20% maybe that first year, and then it started ticking back up. But like, look. Yeah, because I have not watched, I, I have not like actually paid attention to the NFL since uh, 2016. Really? And it had really nothing to do with politics. It was just the fact that, you know, like with all the commentators and stuff, it felt like it's like, you know, just pay attention to the sports. I, I watch a lot of co- college football. Like, I'll do that. But, like, the NFL really lost me. And I wasn't even, like, you know, really jumping into the whole, oh, well, you know, they hate America and all that stuff. It's like, no, it's just it's just not that fun. Right. Like, the thing is, though, I, I never – I'm a huge football fan. I never stopped watching NFL games. Like, I haven't missed a Steelers game in years. But, like, I, I'm not going to be a hypocrite either. Like, it didn't – it did not bother me. Like, the Colin Kaepernick stuff, like, I just didn't care at all because I don't care. Like I don't ca- like I don't care if the the owners of Chick Fil A agree with my political beliefs, you know. Like I don't eat there because I don't eat bread, so, you know, gluten free. So I don't care. I'm not gonna start eating bread at Chick Fil A because, whatever the guy's name is, is like pro life or whatever. You know, like just stuff like that. These weird cultural. Things. Oh well, like, well now, you, just well, now you've got these conservatives who are boycotting Chick Fil A because they gave money to the Southern Poverty Law Center. So it's like you can never win. It's like you're, you're gonna be in a constant state of rage. Right. But like, I don't care what corporations think about my politics and whether they agree or disagree. So like I didn't it didn't bother me when the NFL was being unpatriotic. And I mean, like, I guess it's nice to see them like respect the flag and stuff. But I don't really care. Like if they didn't, I wouldn't care either because I don't care. Like I don't care what what Roger Goodell and 
Colin Kaepernick and Patrick Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo, like these people don't matter to me. Like, I don't care what they think about anything ever. So it's like, it was just weird. Like, you know, it, it almost felt like they were, they had been pandering to the left for years and they're like, okay, instead of not pandering to anybody, we're going to pander to the right. You know, it's like, okay, I, I get it, but why? Can we just not pander to anybody and just play football? Like, that would be preferable to me. Now, everything's got to be some form of, like, internet protest pornography. That's all it comes down to. Everyone, I, I genuinely think that people like being angry. Yeah. It's no, it's no longer about, oh, I'm doing this because I believe in it. I think everyone, they only find their identities through what they're against. Yeah, and... uh you mentioned this before we started recording <laughs> on the uh, the trad right. Uh, oh boy! Twitter, a lot of people on the right were getting all snowflakey about the halftime show. Apparently, uh, some like you know conservatives were were mad that very attractive women were uh, dancing. Which yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't so know let why, me read. But... Yeah, like I, I'm on a I'm on a post. On Instagram, let me read you and, and the photos of J Lo. And essentially, what J Lo said was that she's hoping that her halftime performance of Shakira would inspire and unite people. And here's what the comments ended up becoming. Okay. And everyone commenting, you can pretty much tell that's all people in like their 60s, named like <laughs> Helen and stuff like that. So Karen, let me let me yeah. read some. Uh, and I'm gonna try and do the voices. Um, no, it didn't. It was a whole bunch of crotch shots and art shaking. Sorry. Worst halftime show ever. Disgusting. Felt sorry for families watching with their children. Very inappropriate for kids. We turned off the TV. Most disgusting show ever. Watched with my niece and nephew when they were not impressed, nor was I. How is a 50-year-old on a stripper pole supposed to inspire? I'm sure it united a bunch of old men. Heading off to a strip club to degrade women. There isn't a time or place for stripping. No, sir. Not sure the Super Bowl was it. It's like well, you've one, got to be freaking kidding me. Your old white woman voice sounds like a female version of Jimmy Stewart, by the way. Just throwing that out there. I mean, Jimmy Stewart could be a lot of things. That is one of them. Okay, one... I, like, J-Lo's 50 and she still looks like that. So that's not what, uh, like, 50... It's not what you would think of 50 looking like. So that makes me a lot more optimistic just about the future of the world. Oh, ab- absolutely. Just generally. I think we can money, also Money don't crack. That. No, and also, like, uh, that article is going around. Shakira's 43. I forgot that Shakira existed. I mean, she was, like, My one God. of the hot chicks, like, when we were kids, you know. Like, justifiably so. She was awesome. But I, I totally forgot that she existed i mean nobody's heard from her i didn't even know she was still famous but uh, i i do respect her a little bit because apparently she uh owes the spanish government like 12 million dollars in taxes and is refusing to pay them so she, like, she I, needed the show <laughs> yeah like well i'm just all about tax evasion generally so i'm like mad respect shakira like you're still you still got it going on in your mid-40s and you don't like paying taxes so you're you're good with me but man like it goes back to the ridiculous, like, trad right stuff, how they were saying that porn should be banned, like, a month ago. Like, we did that for a month oh, for God, some was reason. That, was that a month it, ago? Yeah, or more. Maybe, might be more. I don't know. The whole month of January felt like it was at least half the year. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's only February 3rd. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm so morbidly depressed right now. <laughs> why, why, why are these, like, trad cons still, like, doing this, though? I mean, it's like they're they're going back to like the mid to late '90s, 
like to, to trying to legislate morality, stuff like that. Like you, uh, like the Matt Walsh thing, how, you know, porn should be illegal and stuff like what, why, why are people dying on this hill? It's just weird to me, man. Like I never, I, I just don't know why they're, they're choosing now and choosing that. Like, it seems like, like such a waste of time and energy. Like, it's just so weird because for like the last five, six years, they've been bitching about free speech and stuff. And now they're like, censor pornography, nationalize the Internet, take over Google. Um, you, you must have a Bible in every public school. And it's like, guys, like this is this is 2020 now. <laughs> like a lot of stuff has happened and I thought you would have learned from it. But no, everyone just wants to get into their outrage, uh, outrage porn and it's like this is this is absolutely freaking ridiculous. I, I like I, we we could go into like the intellectual arguments and all of this. I'll leave this for the fuckers at National Review. But like, <laughs> this is this, this makes me feel so stupid. Like I genuinely feel dumber each time I go online and I see this type of stuff. It's like I know. Have you learned nothing? I know they've learned absolutely nothing. And like I'm a devout Christian, man. Like I get, oh, like I yeah. get it, like yeah, and so are you. Like so, I mean, like this is these are two Christians saying this. Like guys, stop, stop, please. The, you you knew what you were getting into watching the halftime show in 2020. Like the halftime show has been this has been scantily clad women for a long time. Like I know, but, but like even the right, like you, if you want to be a right wing celebrity, if you're a remotely attractive uh, conservative Christian female and you're at least you know above a seven. Like if you did, th- like if you had a blonde waving the Texas flag last night, she would have a new TV show on some conservative network. Oh yeah, if she, if they Shakira... would be saying that she's the def- yeah. Oh yeah, if Shakira was shaking her ass like that and she also was holding an AR-15, she would be the hero of the right. Yeah, if I she should have to Glock in her G-string. She would. I mean, she would just be. <laughs> they would love her. Yeah. No, hundred percent. It's just all tribal nonsense. It's ridiculous. Well, what's hey, really funny is the number of people on Twitter who were saying, oh, they brought out a foreign flag. It's like, that's not a foreign flag. That's the Puerto Rican flag. <laughs> like, it's Puerto Rico's part of America. <laughs> you dumbass. I know. I know. Oh, the idiocy, the snowflakery. I mean, that's the thing. It, I mean, most of most of the audience are conservatives or libertarians. You know, you're, most of you guys are firmly on the right, as am I, obviously. But you got to realize the snowflakery is we're like we're not immune to it on the right. There's a lot of freaking snowflakes on the right, and it bothers me. It bothers me just as much as watching the snowflakes on the left, to be honest. Yeah, it's like it. They they can't say they wouldn't be mad because what they show is that they're inconsistent. Oh, you're right. a Second Amendment activist. No, she didn't. She just took a photo with a gun in her pants. <laughs> it's like that's that's your hero. That's your hero. <laughs> Men don't watch Fox News because they want to get caught up with current events. Like, <laughs> let's let's get real now. Yeah, both sides do it, man. They literally have like the the leg cam on Fox News, where it's just like, it, why do you think it's all sofas? Yeah, it's all it's sofas, sofas now, and it's like the it, it's like the the faces are secondary. They like they're the cameras just focused in on like when the women will cross or uncross their legs. It's like really weird, man. And it's like, hey, know, you man. know, the people at Fox News definitely understand their audience because they know what I'm paying attention to when I, I want to watch TV. So I can't get too angry. And then they cut away from that and they go right into like a Viagra commercial or something because their target audience is a bunch of, you know, 80 year old men. Hey, but hey, Fox understands the two T's. Terrified to late, terrified to late, terrified to late. <laughs> they get it. 
They know what's up. They do. So President Trump did the annual uh, uh, presidential interview with you know whatever station. Uh, did did you Super watch Bowl. that? I did, did watch it. it. I was, didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay, so it was only, uh, we don't have to go through the whole thing. It was only like 10 minutes. And it was a softball interview. Sean Hannity did it. Which, I mean, you know, they give Democrats the softball interview too. But, uh, you know, so Hannity, you know, he, he asked the president, you know, what's your thoughts on all the Democratic candidates, on Biden? He's like, oh, he's just, he's sleepy. He forgets what state he is. And, you know, he's, he's a dumbass, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, <laughs> and then, he, you know, Bloomberg, and he goes, well, he's just a tiny little midget, you know? <laughs> he didn't say midget, but he's like, you know, I heard he's like trying to get a box to stand on from the, the Democrat debates so he's, uh, you know, so people don't laugh at how short he is. And so, like, it's hilarious. Like, it was, it was actually funny stuff. Like, I was actually laughing out loud. And then, but the only important moment in that interview, I think, and Sean Hannity asked him his thoughts on Bernie Sanders. And I'm paraphrasing here. I don't have the actual text in front of me, but uh, essentially, Trump was like, yeah, he's a commie. Like, he's an actual communist. Like, he calls himself a democratic socialist, but that's BS. Like, he wants to confiscate property and nationalize industries, and he's a com- he, He's like, what? He went on his honeymoon to Moscow. Who does that? He's a crazy old commie. You know? I'm like, good. Like, he should absolutely be calling Bernie Sanders a commie. We need to name our enemy. Like, our enemy is communism. Name it. Like, I even people on the right, you know, pussyfoot around it and we'll call him a, a democratic socialist or whatever. No, he's not. Like, he already wants to nationalize the healthcare industry and the energy sector, which is like 70% of the economy. And he wants to confiscate guns and wealth, which is, you know, the confiscation of private property. So, like, that is communism. And I think it's good that Trump said it. Like, he actually said the word communism because a lot of people aren't for some reason nowadays. Yeah, yeah. One of my biggest criticisms of Trump in 2016 was that I felt like he had like this weird flirtation with Bernie because he knew it made Hillary mad. Like he's telling him to run third party. He's saying Bernie's getting stuff right on trade. Like it was really kind of weird. And over the last yeah. couple of years, now since he now since he's president, he doesn't have to you know pander like that. Now he's just been completely ripping on him. Like the 2018 State of the Union where he was like the the. United States will never be a socialist country. And every camera in America zoomed in on Bernie Sanders sweating. Just sweat, just scowling. Just, oh, just yeah. scowling. That, it was, that was his first heart attack. <laughs> right. Man, yeah. No, I think I think it's good and I think it's valuable. And we need to be calling these people what they are. I mean, they're they're literal Stalinists at this point. Um, all right. I know we only I only have you for another five minutes or so. So uh I want to jump to another topic. I mentioned Matt Walsh in a from the Daily Wire as a podcast host over there in a negative context earlier with the Tradcon stuff. But he tweeted uh, yesterday something that started a lot of interesting conversation. So I want to ask you what, what he asked the Twitterverse yesterday. He, he said something along the lines of, you know, what are some political or moral issues that you've changed your mind on? And I, I started thinking about myself, my own ideologies, and, and what I've changed my mind on. And people were having a lot of interesting conversations. So, like, what, what's a couple things over the last... You know, I don't know, you know, ten years, five years, two years. Like, what oh, are some man. issues that, uh, just a couple big ones that you've changed your mind on? Well, ha! In 2012, I certainly did want Mitt Romney to be president, and <laughs> so, so did so did I. This, this this is so awkward. I'll I'll answer this with a story. I was doing a book signing uh, two weeks ago, and like this classic uh, person who's uh, you know, she looked. She 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 could tell she was probably still in high school, but she looked like a forty year old homeschooled mom. Oh gosh. With like the jean skirt down to her feet. And uh, she comes over to me and she she starts yelling at me. I wasn't even selling my first book, Stay Away from Libertarians. I was here selling a novel. 
So you didn't think it would be controversial, but somehow she heard like one thing about me and she's like, oh, her libertarian hate alarm went off. So she gets in my face. She starts yelling at me. She's like, what's the big difference? Huh? Shouldn't all conservatives be – shouldn't all libertarians like all this and all that? And I'm like, lady, I want to legalize cocaine. I don't think we're going to find much <laughs> common ground if you're coming at me from a position of automatic hatred. I'm right. like, I think – you know, it's like I, I want that to be legal, automatic firearms. I want to abolish 90 percent of the government. Yep. Like, lady, let's not talk about, uh, you know, like the legalization of prostitution because you're just going to get even more mad right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where I, I, I think we live in an age where everyone wants to seem like they always got things right. And I've always come at it from the perspective of I know I'm making progress when I'm willing to publicly admit I was wrong on something. Yeah, 100 percent. And I, I think a lot of uh, the things that you've changed your mind on are a lot of the things I have as well. And they're all kind of moving in the libertarian direction. Like, I don't think I've changed my mind on anything moving away from libertarianism. You know, like, well, uh, I, I, will say, I will say that in terms of economics, whereas I, I think I was always a free market person, I think I have taken a much more uh, surrealist approach to how we do foreign trade and things like that. Like, I'm not for tariffs, but I understand, like, you know, I think, you know, all these libertarians, these corporatists are, you know, they're taking their talking points from really people that benefit off cheap labor, that benefit from immigrating a cheap labor source. And when it comes to the whole tariffs thing, it's like, yeah, you know, we could all talk about how we're free market Austrian purists. But at the end of the day, like, you think China cares about that? You think half these other countries care about that? When we play from a set of rules that nobody else plays by we put ourselves in an automatic disadvantage so what do you do when you have to deal with that you have to level the playing field yeah no i i actually agree with that 100 percent. and like i am an, an austrian purist on on economics like you know mises and hayek and, and these guys were all 100 percent correct but you know we do live in the world we live in so it's like you know we we, we have to like it's not like we're living in this like stateless austrian economist society okay like there's a lot of steps we have to take between now well, well, and then. well i mean certain folks yeah like certain folks at reason i've argued with i mean i think some of them have trump derangement syndrome but you know they they get mad whenever trump does anything uh you know in regards to tariffs and it's like oh all we need to do is just educate all the world more about free markets it's like you think china doesn't know about free market economics you don't think they know these things you're coming from the point of oh us enlightened westerners us georgetown classical liberals need to go ahead and just educate more and, and you know make more funny videos and it's like guys they know all this stuff already they just don't care right that's literally but, they just don't give a shit right they're playing to win they're not playing to be fair they're playing to win some of the things I've maybe not flipped on, but evolved on, like I've definitely become much more pro-life than I used to be. Um, I'm Same. At this point, I'm basically against the death penalty, and I was always pro-death penalty. And I'm not, like, I don't even have a firm, like a, a, a firm grasp on my ideology concerning capital punishment, but it's like I'm leaning towards being against the death penalty. I, I just don't I, I like... Think, I think I, there's some aspects to Sharia law that do make <laughs> some sense. Well, like, it isn't, you know, 
I just don't like the state. <laughs> I just don't like the state having uh like the the power to decide who lives and dies. Like I just don't I don't trust the state enough to to make that. And like you said, legalizing cocaine. Yeah, like I've always been pro marijuana legalization, obviously. But now I, I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with legalizing everything: heroin, cocaine, meth, mushrooms, legalized prostitution, legalize everything. Because we're either free men or we're slaves, and I'm not I'm no slave, so I can do I, whatever I, it, I want. It's so I think it's so funny how in the last thirty seconds we included complimenting Sharia law and then <laughs> discussing legalization of all those things. And that, the only other major thing is I was never uh, I was never like a lefty like uh, open borders guy or even like a Koch brothers like open borders guy or, or anything. Oh God, no! I'm from I, I'm from a border town. Like yeah. and that always terrified me. Right, and, but like I was never that far. But I've become way I've I've swung pretty hard to the other side. Like I want to very. I'm not saying we need to round up every single person who's here illegally or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying at all. But like we do need a extremely secure border. Like I've definitely. You know, I maybe it's from who, who, maybe, who were the guys that defended the wall in Game of Thrones? Oh, the uh, the Night's Watch. Yeah, we need a Night's Watch. I'm down. Yeah, like no Border Patrol. No, that they're not tough enough. We need a knife. We need a Night Watch. Need a Night's Watch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it didn't end well in Game of Thrones. I mean, that wall came down hard. It, but uh, I the cartels they, they did, are they, they, the cartels they didn't are. Uh, yeah, you're you're right. And look, the cartels are powerful, but they don't have like an undead zombie dragon either. So that we know of. All right, I only got you for a couple minutes. The Iowa caucuses are finally today. The Democrats have been campaigning for what, like 50 years at this point. My goodness. I mean, they they I think, everybody and their grandma is running for president. Yeah, like Warren launched her campaign like two years ago. I mean, some absurdly. It's been an absurd amount of time these people have been campaigning. But actual human beings get to vote, uh, finally. Uh, obviously, nobody knows who's going to win Iowa. Um, I'm not quite sure it really matters who wins Iowa too particularly much this year. And obviously, nobody knows because the polling data is all over the place. The Des Moines Register it didn't even release <laughs> their poll that they were supposed to release yesterday because they forgot to put Pete Buttigieg on in the poll, which is hilarious. It's like, guys, you, you uh, somebody's getting fired. But anyway, in the in the spirit of nobody knows who's going to win Iowa, what's your prediction? I think Joe Biden. Really? I I, I think you know he's a he's a better scammer, and he's wanted this for a while. So I think Joe Biden will find a way to explicitly cheat. Yeah, sure. That's a safe bet. Like yeah, I said, I, I don't I don't think I don't think even Warren supporters actually think that she can make it. I think they just don't want to seem anti-woman at this right. point because they know that. Warren will spread lies about them. So I think while they might say they're going to caucus for her, she won't. I don't even see her finishing in top three. I think Bernie Sanders might be in the top three, but not Warren. Um, I yeah. think I, I, my biggest thing is I want to see who drops out after this. Uh, I heard that Michael Bennett is still running. I think he'll drop out. Really? I, think I thought he dropped out months ago. Weird. No, apparently he's still apparently still running. I think uh, I think Tulsi Gabbard. I think this is Tulsi's last ride. I, I think she's going to just try and you know settle her debts and run at this point i don't think she can make it um i think i think if if andrew yang can at least be in like the top five i think he will consider that an absolute victory enough to stay in a bit longer the thing is for people like yang and gabbard it's like there's no downside in just sticking around you know what i mean like they, well, they, well, they might mean, as well yang, just stick it out like i like with yang like he he's doing good money wise and he qualified for the next 
debate and he's only growing in support. I think Tulsi's popularity amongst people, I think people really kind of knew what they felt about her and whether or not they were going to support her or not several months ago. So I think that she's kind of like, you know, a descending stock at this point. And you need to just go ahead and hold all your Yang stock because, you know, that's only going to go up more yeah i totally agree i'm not you know my predictions yeah probably joe biden i think the dems will uh the dnc will figure out a way to keep uh, bernie from winning iowa which will be hilarious but i uh, one one i'll let you go in just a second but what <laughs> nobody noticed this the other day but my favorite democratic candidate dropped out the other day john delaney john was, delaney was still in. yeah dude he just dropped out on, on like saturday i think friday or saturday oh my Gosh, dude, he was my favorite Democratic candidate because he said in one of those like puff piece like interviews where they ask like, you know, all the candidates what their favorite food is and like their favorite like kind of dog and like, you know, what they do at the gym and shit. And like John Delaney, he's like this old white guy, but he's like super jacked somehow. Like he looks like he's on steroids, like the dude's arms are huge. I would and, not want to arm wrestle that man. Yeah, and he was like his favorite activity is lifting weights. And then the interviewer was like, Well, what do you listen to? What kind of music? He was like, Oh, I only lift weights in like complete silence. Like I just like just the silence. I'm like, dude, this guy's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> like nobody, that's, that's some pretty nobody, Chad level shit. Dude, nobody works out in just complete silence. Like I always have music or at least a podcast or something. Like, dude. You're like a serial killer, man. If you're just like pumping iron, you're just like moving around some heavy weights at the gym in silence. He does it in front. I want to know if he's doing it in front of a mirror or not in front of a mirror. Because if he's doing that in front of a mirror, that means he's probably staring at himself the entire time. <laughs> it's just silence. Just him, himself, and his own crazy psycho thoughts. I, I gotta love him though, because like my favorite quotes from him during the couple debates he was in was like, "We can't afford that." And that's freaking ridiculous. No one wants socialized health care. And it's like it's it's so funny. He was like the token like, OK, kids, we've spent too much on the credit cards now. We're cutting them. Right. And everybody they're like, no, dad, I don't <laughs> care. Give me the credit card. Uh, I want to go live with Uncle Bernie. He told me, who do you think <laughs> pays Bernie's bills? Huh? You think Uncle Bernie has money? I give Uncle Bernie money. <laughs> He'd be a bum on the street. If not for me, God I've been damn, paying I'm Uncle Bernie's mortgage for 20 years. <laughs> give me some Uncle steroids and give me some steroids and some complete silence. I need to go work up a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, Ramzo, where can everybody uh, follow you online? Check out your podcast, which is outstanding. Where can everybody pick up your new book, which is uh, very great as well? Has Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of Devil Worship, my latest novel available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, Facebook at Hey Remso. That's H E Y R E M S O. Hey Remso. And I do the Remso Martinez experience. Brought it back three times a week now Sundays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, nobody really wins Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> no. And God bless J Lo and Shakira. Absolutely. Preach. <laughs> all right. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Um.